This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. An intensive airstrike against Houthi sites in Yemen is part of a U.S. campaign targeting Iran-backed militias in the Middle East. It follows separate attacks that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan last weekend and attacks on ships in the Red Sea. NPR's Amy Held reports the White House says more strikes are intended. The U.S. and U.K. led the overnight strikes on Yemen, saying they targeted 13 locations containing the Houthis' deeply buried weapons sites, plus missile systems, launchers and radars. They follow earlier U.S. strikes on Iraq and Syria, and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan tells Meet the Press it's not over yet. We intend to take additional strikes Uh, an additional action to continue to send a clear message that the United States will respond when our forces are attacked or people are killed. Sullivan says they're still assessing casualty counts, but he says it is believed the attacks did degrade the capabilities of the militia groups. Amy Held, NPR News. Secretary of State Antony Blinken heads to the Middle East again today, his fifth trip since the war between Israel and Hamas began in October. He's working to secure the release of hostages still being held by Hamas and a pause in fighting in Gaza to allow the delivery of humanitarian aid to civilians trapped by the war. House Speaker Mike Johnson announced the House will vote this week on a bill approving additional aid to Israel. NPR's Deirdre Walsh reports this comes as a broader bipartisan Senate national security package is expected to be unveiled soon. House Speaker Mike Johnson called the bipartisan Senate border and national security bill dead on arrival, before the details of the bill were out. Johnson decided instead to bring up a bill approving more than $17 billion for Israel. He said in a letter to GOP lawmakers that because Senate leaders did not include the House in the talks, quote, they have eliminated the ability for swift consideration of any legislation. White House Press Secretary Carrie Jean-Pierre called Johnson's move a cynical political maneuver. She said House Republicans should work with Democrats, on a bill that addresses the border, Israel, and Ukraine. Deirdre Walsh, NPR News. California is preparing for a powerful storm with potential for life-threatening floods and landslides. Some 40 million people could be affected. Officials are urging residents to line their homes with sandbags and stay indoors. David Mead lives in Long Beach, and he's paying attention to the warnings. This is going to be a real precarious event because it's very unique to our situation and especially for the duration that they're talking about it lasting. So therefore, you don't have to hold your breath, make sure you got water, uh, your house secure. The National Weather Service says there could be near-continuous rainfall for 48 hours. This is NPR News from Washington. In central Chile, intense forest fires are burning near a densely populated area. Officials say at least 64 people have been killed, and the death toll is likely to rise. President Gabriel Boric has announced two days of national mourning. Senegal's President Macky Sall has postponed presidential elections indefinitely, just three weeks before they were due. He said a delay is necessary because dozens of candidates were barred from running, undermining trust in the process. But the decision has provoked outrage. Some call it a constitutional coup. 
NPR's Emmanuel Akinwotu reports. A constitutional council had prevented several presidential hopefuls from running, leading to accusations of malpractice in a country long seen as one of the few stable democracies in West Africa. But few expected that a delay of the vote would follow, as President Macky Sall announced Saturday, arguing there needed to be new efforts to make sure the elections would be free and inclusive. But he didn't set a new date for the polls and will remain in power just months after confirming he would not run for a controversial third term. Khalifa Sal, a former mayor of the capital Dakar, called for protests while Islamic leaders have warned it could destabilise the country. The regional bloc in West Africa, ECOWAS, also expressed concern and urged Sal to set a new date. Emmanuel Akimotu, NPR News, Abuja. Voters in El Salvador are electing a president today. Polls suggest incumbent Nayib Bukele will win in a landslide despite a drift to authoritarianism. He calls himself the world's coolest dictator. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News in Washington.